Welcome to Sexy Boss Interviews with Heather Havenwood, www.sexybossinc.com. Welcome to the Sexy Boss Interview Series. I'm your host, Susan Bratton. I'm the CEO of Personal Life Media, and I was lucky enough to be interviewed by Heather for SexyBossInc.com. And uh, it's my privilege to interview Heather for you today so that you can get to know the woman behind Sexy Boss, what her mission is, and exactly what she means by being a sexy boss. So let's get started. First of all, hello, Heather, and welcome to your own interview. <laughs> Thank you, Susan, for that. Yes, I'm here in my own interview. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> it's really fun, and I've been a joy to prepare this for you because I'm completely 1,000% behind the concept of being a sexy boss. I think a woman in her own life force, in her own power, in her own belief in herself is an unstoppable thing of beauty. And I love that you are empowering other women to feel that in their bones and to, to just go out into the world and to be a woman and be successful in business. And uh, I like some of the things you say, like, uh, grow a pair, stop your whining, get in the game. You know, you, you play a little bit of tough love, which for us as women, we need to hear. I think one of the main tenets of your whole process is that we are given so many excuses. And I know excuses, oh, it's not your fault that you're not successful. And in being a sexy boss, what you're doing is saying to women, it's completely within your power to be successful. And there are a couple of big things that you want women to know. Those are really the peers of being a sexy boss, the the thing that holds it up as a platform for success. And I want to start there with what your vision is for what a sexy boss is and isn't. So can you just start with that? Yes, thank you for that intro. Yeah, I think my vision of being a sexy boss is the woman who, uh, there's a friend of mine who actually created a nonprofit to go out to South Africa to create money for wells. I mean, that sounds so small. Now she flies to South Africa twice a year to make sure and she gets out there and actually helps them, you know, get out there and, and create the wells. That's a sexy boss to me. She actually owns five Bikram studios here in Austin. That's a sexy boss to me. Uh, someone that says, you know what, I choose to create my own life right now, no matter what the situation is and get out of a bad relationship. That's a sexy boss to me. Anyone that makes a decision, a woman that says, I'm not going to live by some someone else's rules and expectations. I'm going to create my own life as I want, no matter what the situation is, no matter what social norms say, no matter what I'm supposed to do or should do or can't do, whatever that is, that to me is a sexy boss. There's another woman that I don't even know her name. However, I saw her online in a video where she was this unbelievable Karv Maga in jujitsu and she was just beating up on this guy in like a you know in an actual a ring you know it was, it was set up and to me that was a sexy boss because everyone thought she can't do it she's a woman he's 10 times bigger than her and she was playing the game of the rules of that and beating him and it was more about the fact that she was 
she's willing to step into the ring. And that's to me a sexy boss, a woman who's willing to step into the ring. That's who you are. That's a lot of my friends are. They're willing to step in the ring and say, I'm not going to have to play the rules by what I think they are. I'll play by their rules and I'll beat them. Or at least I'll play. And I think that's the missing element. A lot of women, I hear things like, well, they're not playing fair, or I don't like that rule, or I don't want to do it that way. It's like, The rules are in place. There's already business rules. So learn how to play them, but don't go in a way where you have to be a man. Be your feminine self and allow that to come out. And that to me is a sexy boss. So I'm going to repeat what I heard you say and kind of net it out to three things. The first thing I heard you say was that a sexy boss is a woman who creates her own life and has the freedom to do what she chooses and to create the life she wants with the intention of doing so. She has a belief in herself that she can do that. That's number one, freedom, that you have the freedom and the power to do it. The second thing that I heard was that you can play by another team's rules and best them Mm -hmm. if you know what those rules are. And in this particular case, we're talking about a woman understanding what the rules are in a man's world and business and not only playing by them, mastering them and kicking some major booty (laughs) with the knowledge that you have of those rules. Those were two. And the third one was a woman who feels confident in her own skin, that the sexiness isn't using your sexuality to get ahead. It's actually the opposite of that. It's fully owning your your skills as a woman and using them, not sexually, but that the sexiness is actually your life force, your power, your belief in yourself. That's the sexy part. Did I get that about right? You, you nailed it. Yes. Thank you. Perfect. And I want to go into the sexy part for just a minute, if you don't mind. No, I'd love to. Yeah, the sexy part, and you and I have talked about this, and you're amazing, you're beautiful, and you're, you're one of the most sexiest women I know. But it's not about when I say you're sexy, you know, that doesn't mean you're coming with a short skirt. You could, I mean, but you're not coming with a short, you're not, that's not slutty. Sexy and sexuality and why that's important in the business world. I think women feel that sexy should be at home and sexuality should not be in the workplace. It's a sexuality, not the action of it. So, sexuality and the life force is our life force. I mean, there's all kinds of different research on that. One of them that I always go back to was just Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill in Chapter 7, Sex Transmutation. It's the energy of the sexuality, the sexual energy transmuting into charisma and power and women we try to suppress it our society tries to repress it I mean I remember uh, an ex-boyfriend who said to me all the time you know Heather you could be sexy in a burlap sack and at the time I, I was I didn't understand that and now I understand he was saying that you're who you are as a high sexual energy, no matter what you're wearing. It's not about what you're wearing and or how your shape of your body. It is about who you are and owning that and choosing to own that part. And that's the part that I want women to understand that it can be in both worlds. And you can bring that into the world of business. So I want to talk a little bit about just the whole sexy boss empire that you're creating. You have a mission to empower women to have the life, the freedom, and the self-confidence to play in a man's world and to be financially successful. 
that's what you're doing here at a bottom line. It's giving women, when I read Sexy Boss, your new book, how the empowerment of women is changing the rule book for sex, money, and success. When I've listened to the interviews that you do, when I've looked at the work that you'll be doing in your mastermind, because you've given me advanced information, you know, on everything that you have put together, your weekly wire, the email series, what you're essentially doing, I think, is it's almost like this is the advice your your parents should have given you if they were savvy, successful business professionals. But not everybody had that person who loved them unconditionally, believed in them unconditionally, and knew how the game was played to give them the answers to how to go out and be successful. And what I see you doing is kind of a 360-degree envelopment of a woman who wants to come into the sexy boss world. Go to your live events. You know, you. I think you've produced, what, over like 350 live events in your career already? Correct, yes. So your live event's going to be awesome. So you're putting together live events. You're putting together masterminds. You're, you've got the emails to keep people constantly in touch with this big, audacious goal of their success on a, you know, every other day basis. You've got the interviews so that you can get good models because if you haven't had good models, models. You just don't know what you don't know. And I feel like with all of the things you're building, all of the facets of Sexy Boss, that that someone could come into your system, your program, your strategy, and really get those things that nobody tells you. You kind of graduate from college. If you're lucky to have gone to college, you graduate from college and you go into the workforce and you don't understand the rules and you're not really totally confident and you get afraid to take control. You feel like you're still learning. And men go in there a lot of times and they just, they don't care if they're wrong or they're idiots or they don't know what they're doing. They're not afraid to make the mistakes sometimes or to go for it like women are. I don't know why that is, but for some reason, the way we're raised... It's almost like we ask for permission instead of forgiveness and men ask for forgiveness instead of permission. And what you're doing is you're like our mom, our dad, our business coach, our female woman advocate, the big sister we never had, who will give us the rules, give us the permission, tell us how the game is played and explain to us that it's our responsibility to take responsibility for ourselves. It's like the tough love mother, the, you know, the, all those things. Is that how you in, would have envisioned what you're doing yourself? Is that kind of your, because that's what I'm getting out of it. Absolutely. I mean, you, you nailed it. And thank you for that. And one of the things you said is like the big advice, the big sister, the advice the mommy never had. You know, for me, I had, I had a mom, but she wasn't really around. And so I had what I call mini moms, you know, mini mentors along the way, mini men mentors along the way. And I guess this is a collaborative, I can't really have one person that I would say I learned everything from. I would say there's 20, 25, maybe even a hundred mentors major mentors of my life that I've that I've hit along the way and that have touched my soul. And then one of the things you talked about was that distinction between college and then going out in the real world. And if you look at how we're here in America and most of what I call society or the countries that have college and things like that. So when I talk about that is the distinction between going from college to the company world, like that distinction you talked about. Yeah. Why is it that men go out there and 
promote themselves and women are don't normally I'm going to kind of generalize for a minute we always have the exception so why that is is because we're taught we're taught to be as women good little girls as I was good little girls follow the rules don't talk back to the teacher don't ask questions and definitely do what they say make good grades and a lot of women are valedictorians of high schools and colleges around the world they're great at following the rules and making sure they win that game the problem is is that we move into business and the game changes and they forgot to tell us there's new rules and for some reason a lot of men either they have the mentors or other men or it's innate in in football or different kinds of athletic i think athletic teams really help men i think they really do because they have to go out there and there's a different rule book when you're on the field yeah I want to say something about that, too. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I think it's a really important distinction. So what I think it is about that, Heather, is that uh, when you're playing team sports, you have permission to play as a team and beat the crap out of each other at the same time. That level of that dichotomous socialization that is inherent in team sports, which is more of a man's world. I personally never played team sports. A lot of my girlfriends never did. It doesn't call to a lot of women. It calls to many. But that dichotomous reality, being able to manage both running past your teammates while supporting them at the same time, that is what happens in the corporate world. And that's where women, the the guys run past us. Absolutely. But with women in the business world that I've seen, they feel like they have to be a certain way about it. They have to be like a bitch or mean or something. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a man who's competitive, like the, like your example, the competitive sports, they can beat him and then go, hey, what's up, man? Let's go for a beer later. Yeah. And still have this great relationship. And that to women is almost kind of weird. I don't understand. How do you, how do you do that? How do you, you know, be beating them and then like hang out together? And so it's that kind of dichotomy that's so frustrating with women when they go out into the real world. I know for myself, my first corporate job in the, you know, big, it was a big 500 corporate job. Um, I went, I didn't have my college degree yet. And I chose to go the corporate route versus becoming a waitress. I didn't want to become a waitress. I'm horrible at being a waitress, just to let you know. And I decided to do that. And of course, I was young and I was cute. And so they, of course, were like, well, you should be in customer service. That's what you should do. And I said, no, I want to be in outside sales. And they go, oh, well, you can't do that. You know, the average person's 45 and they're men and you would die. And I'm like, great, I'll die then. So this one particular sales guy, I think he just, the sales manager, he said, okay, sure, if you want to die here, try it. If you don't make your numbers in three months, you're out anyway. I said, okay. So there I go. And there I went. And four and a half years later, in that same position, I was number one in the entire country out of all 10,000 reps in the smallest market possible. Why? Because I learned the rules of the game and I played those rules. I didn't really know any other way. No one told me I'm not supposed to. And it was exactly what you just said. We were a team, but yet we were competing with each other every day. And I had to learn how to compete, but then be part of the company team. And so that was the one piece I took that into into business and what I want to teach women that it's you don't have to be a certain way to learn the rules and master the rules. You don't have to be bitchy or mean or ugly. You just be a sexy boss. And that's what it's all about. 
You know, a lot of people have called you a lot of different things in your past, <laughs> speaking of your past, uh, and they're not all bad. <laughs> well, uh, some of them are. <laughs> somebody that I know called you an icon creator, and I've heard you, you referred to as the wizard behind the curtain, because for many years, you were the person behind the famous person. You've been the woman behind the guru, making them successful. And it just really struck me that that's what you're doing again with Sexy Boss. It's You're an icon creator again for the women who are coming into your program. And you're just now taking all the things you did to learn how to turn these men into gurus. You're now bringing that to women through Sexy Boss, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And one thing I want to say about that is I was always the girl behind the scenes. I was never up front and I didn't have my own platform, as they called it. Because really, at the beginning of the end, when I got into this industry in 2001, it was more about I wasn't allowed to. I mean, I, I mean, I honestly was told, well, women can't sell or women are not good speakers. I mean, these are words I was told because I would kept asking. I want to go on stage. I want to, I want to help women do this. I want to help you. No, 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 you can't, you know, that's a man's job, believe it or not. And if you look at the speaking industry in general, most of them are men. And so I decided to take what I call be, you know, the wizard behind the scenes look and say, okay, I'll just make them great. And I will, you know, make money off of making them amazing. And so that's how I started in this industry was making other great speakers better or helping with marketing or helping them with anything and branding and creating what their business was. And then that's how I got into internet marketing and then it moved from there. And then as you know, in 2006, I created my first platform, which that was in the dating industry and still have that, teaching men how to date women. But I still was behind the curtain. That's still a little bit behind the curtain. It's not stepping out there and teaching really women on how to own their life and be the sexy boss I need to be. I love all of these things that you've got going on. The ultimate startup course that you're going to offer in major cities, the virtual mentoring and mastermind magnet, that's an online community, the startup guide with tutorials, webinars, and lessons in the virtual learning hub, the day-long VIP mastermind events. When I was younger, you know, I'm, I'm quite a bit older, I've launched a number of companies now. I would have loved to have had the support. Back in the 80s, I was part of the, it was an organization, a women's organization that was Business and Professional Women of America, I think it was called, or, a, a, you know, something like that. And uh, BPW, Business and Professional Women, it might even still be around. And I remember that was kind of all that was available to a young woman who wanted to go out and create an, an amazing career for herself. And I remember thinking that it was it was okay to get together with other women, but I wasn't getting the rules the guys play by. I wasn't getting how do you do your own startup. I wasn't getting the kind of JVing and networking that you're putting together now. I've really never seen anything as complete as this for women who want to take their career 
and their life into their own hands, especially with that component of sexiness and life force and personal power. I really love it. And what I want you to do next is just to talk to us a little bit about how all these components would fit together. Like, how would a woman engage in the process of being part of the Sexy Boss program? What would that be like in her life? Mm. Well, thank you for that. And thank you for how you focused that. It was really perfect in the personal power. And that's what it's about. So being a sexy boss is what I call a community and a way of life. It's not something that you just say, oh, okay, one day I'll be it. It's really taking the pledge. And there's something that I have in our manifesto. If you go to sexybossinc.com and you can download the Sexy Boss Manifesto. Now, I put a lot of time into this manifesto and the manifesto really is a manifesto. And what that means is it's a creation of being a certain way and you're taking the pledge that you're going to be part of a global community of women around the world to say yes I'm going to create my life and take the pledge and so it's that's step one that's really step one is making the decision to be different and you talked a little bit and you mentioned other organizations honestly the only organizations I've ever really been involved in have been mainly men I've been to a few female organizations and I never really resonated with them because I felt like it was a lot of excuses. I felt like it was a lot of like, help me, help me, help me. It wasn't in a lot of shoulder pads and or it was very fake. It wasn't real stuff. And so that's why I always went to the men's because they taught me real life things on how to make money. You know, this is what you do to make money. This is what you do to make money. And so that's what Sexy Boss is going to be about. It's a way of life and a, and a way to think. It's a mindset first. And then we're going to be giving you the skill sets through our different seminars and programs, startup guides, e-courses, the VM3, which I love, which is the VM3 is the virtual mentoring and mastermind magnet, where we're going to be teaching you hardcore information to use in your business to take it to another level to leverage things like the internet and things like marketing, things like copywriting, all those types of things. Those are the things that you need to get involved with and surround yourself with that type of thinking. The next level would be the Sexy Boss Mastermind, which is my ultimate favorite. It's my favorite of all favorites is because I get to interact with a small group of people and what I call give them tough love on why they're not moving to the next level in their life and why they're not making the kind of money they know they can with that particular thing that they're doing. In my experience with one of the classes I I actually taught a few years ago, which was women always sell themselves short. And I always had to show them, let me show you a business over here that's selling the same service at triple the price. And there's no reason why you should be not selling at that same price. And they always had some excuse around it. And that's because of the programming. So going back to how people can integrate Sexy Boss in their life, it's first taking the pledge and taking the pledge that they're going to have the right mindset to move forward and make all kinds of money in their life. This is about making money. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, yes. I want to be really clear about that. Thank you. Sexy Boss is how you can make money and use and find your own powers and passions and have the confidence because you understand the rules and that you can live fully into yourself and have a fantastic life because you've got the freedom that comes from having money. 
So let's not turn this into like fuzzy, fuzzy. We're all here kumbaya. Thank you. Other girly, girly thing. This is I'm cashing checks <laughs> and they're going in my account. And that's what's giving me the screw you money that I can do whatever I want and live the life I want. That's absolutely. what we're really talking about. Absolutely. And that absolutely. And it's not about am I going to marry someone for the money? You right. as a woman can create the money. You, no matter your age, no matter your income, no matter your background, you create the money. And there is a freedom, there is a power in that. And it's the stopping the whining. And this is about making money. Bottom line. Thank you for that. There's also a, I think for women, we suffer from an inordinate amount of stress, anxiety, tension. A lot of women drink too much at night, too many glasses of Chardonnay, or they pop too many Xanax, or they have eating disorders, or they have an ulcer. They never feel settled. They never feel grounded. They never feel like they can just go, I'm in control of my stuff here. And, uh, you know, like, yeah, I got a lot going on, but uh, I can handle it. That's the feeling that Heather wants you to have about yourself and your life. She wants you to feel like you're in control and you're putting your energy into things, not that please others or support others, although there's always a component of taking care of other people. As humans, we do that. It's about putting yourself first and to, and getting yourself knowledgeable and in a position of being able to trust that you can take care of yourself. Because when you can take care of yourself and all you need other people for is love and fun and pleasure and variety and diversity and joy, then you not only attract the kind of people that are the best because you're the best, but you have a much more satisfying, calm approach to your life. And that really, for so many women, is rooted in the security of money, financial security, buys us a lot when we don't have to rely on someone else. And the thing that's interesting about it is that, of course, you're going to learn about how to develop joint venture affiliations and partnerships, which women do very well. This is a place where you can beat the men. This is a place where you can learn about the information you need in these masterminds. People come together and they share their insider secrets with you so that you can shortcut to financial success in your business by stealing, with permission, ideas from other successful people and using them in your business. This is what men are doing already. And you're not invited to the party a lot of times with that. There are a lot of boys clubs where they share insider information that you're not getting. That's what Heather's creating for you. But it's not all about that in Sexy Boss. There is another big part of it that I think is maybe what I would call accountability, but I would also, and Heather, you call it vibration, the vibrations that we have. And I really want you to get to that because this is not new age. This is not trippy. How you resonate is almost ground zero for your approach to your life and having what you want. And that's what I like about what you've done with Sexy Boss. You've given us the okay to be women, the okay to be feminine, and the okay to kick ass, the insider secrets, how to do startups, the fundamentals of running your own business, and that thing underneath that you can't light the fire without, which is that personal 
accountability, vibration, resonance. So take it from there and explain that to our women who are listening. Thank you so much, Susan. And this is the part that I I love. This is the part that kind of started me from bankruptcy to sexy boss. It's getting to this piece. When I was bankrupt seven years ago, I was at the bottom. And I didn't know how I was going to climb my way back up. I just knew one thing, that how I climbed my way up to the top last time wasn't going to work. And I couldn't figure out what was the difference. How was, how was I going to do it? Because all I knew was what I call climb, 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 kind of this very manly way. And so I dug deep into how do I do this in a way that resonates with myself, that is loving, that is caring, but makes a lot of money in a way that I can give back and is in vibrational alignment. Because even though I was quote unquote money successful at one point and then dropped, I was very miserable. I was depressed and I was what I call not in vibrational alignment with myself and who I was. And so this piece is the accountability of ourselves is the accountability of checking in with ourselves as women to say, does this line up with who I am, what I'm up to? You have to get clear first on who you are. And part of that journey is being in vibrational alignment with who you are. I mean, and you might be saying this is woo-woo. It's not. This is fundamental spiritual alignment and accountability with yourself first. And so many times I hear from women, including myself in in past experiences, where I've done things where I go, this just does not feel right. But it looked right, but it didn't feel right. Maybe a business deal, maybe a relationship, but everyone thought it looked good. And then what happens at the end of it? We always have that story. So it's vibrational accountability with yourself, not your family, not your spouse, not society, not what you're supposed, vibrational accountability with yourself. And that is the core of being a sexy boss. What is vibrational accountability? How do you get it? How do you get it? Okay, great. Thanks for asking that question. And the most simple component of it is really asking that question is, is this an alignment with myself? Is this something that feels good? Does it feel light or does it feel heavy? I know that sounds really simple, but it's something that my personal coach years ago taught me. She would say to me, close your eyes, think of the situation, think of both choices or three, and then allow yourself to feel. Does it feel heavy, this choice, or does it feel light? Check in. Does this feel heavy or this feel light? Not scared. There's a difference between something feeling like, oh, well, it's new. It's different. It's, I've never been there before. That's just like the unknown. That's not heavy. That just means you just never been there before, but it feels like the right decision. That is an accountability with yourself. And so when you move forward on something that feels light but unknown and you become you get challenges along the way, you're going to be able to move through those a lot faster and a lot easier than you're taking the route that feels heavy and forced and hard. Life should not be hard in a struggle. We make it that way. And if we create a life that we desire, you're going to come across challenges. You're going to come across hardships. Of course you are. But it doesn't have to be a struggle. It can be, well, this I'm on the right road. This is where I need to be. It feels right. And I'm just in a place where I just don't know. And that's accountability with checking in with ourselves. I almost feel like what you're saying is 
it's being true to yourself. It's not going against the grain of what's inside you internally, which is the flip side of being in your power. It all comes down to the same thing, which is, or what resonates with you. You know, it's just different ways to say the same thing. Follow your heart, follow your passion. And it's all of that is getting deeply into what is true for you, what you want to do in the world, what your unique set of gifts and talents and experience and skills and passions are, and how you can turn that cluster of attributes and values into something that makes you money. So how are you going to help a woman? How are you going to help her go from where she is right now, which is probably feeling frustrated, disempowered, working in a job where she, you know, she's not in charge, not in control, doesn't love it, and maybe doesn't even have the confidence to feel like she could run her own business to get that personal freedom. Like that seems so remote to her. How are you going to help that woman transition into her and understand what it is deep inside her that she really can do and wants to do? Where, how do you get from A to B? That's a great question. And, you know, first of all, in, inside of what you're saying is like, I'm going to, just like anything, I'm going to show you the water. I'm going to point where the water is. I'm going to take you from where you're at to the water. But the the woman, the person has to drink. And it's the first element of that is getting past that mindset and making the decision. I mean, I know personally, I've produced over 350 events, but I've been to probably double that in the world of either real estate investing, internet marketing, branding, copywriting, all kinds of events. Why is it for a certain period of time that I had all this data and information and knowledge and didn't create money out of it? Because knowledge is not power. That's not power. Power is knowledge plus the ability to act on the knowledge. That's power. And that's the distinction right there is that mindset. The ability to act is not necessarily ability like I physically can or can't. Everyone can. It's about the mental ability. And so the first thing is to get clear on is making the decision. So if a woman's listening to this, I would say the first, first, first thing is to make the decision to be and to choose a new path. Like that's just clear, one. And to choose that path, and you don't even know what that path is yet, that's okay. That's a great place to be in the unknown. So staying in that place and saying, okay, I just choose, I just choose right now to take the pledge to be a sexy boss and to create the life that I want on my own terms. That right there is the first step to creating that. Then the next step after that is getting clear. And that, when you get clear on something, you want to call bump against the road. That means stepping out of your comfort zone, trying something new, taking action where you've never taken action before, but surrounding yourself with other people, in this case, other sexy bosses that are taking massive action and they are experiencing the result of that massive action. It could be fear, it could be excitement, it could be money, and then taking that experience and just keep going and keep going and keep going. And I take that back to, um, you talked about men and athletics. I was a dancer, meaning I did a drill team and cheerleading and stuff like that. And it wasn't football, obviously, but I look at business a lot like dancing because we would do the same dance, okay? We create the dance at the beginning of the year and we do it over and over and over and over and over. I mean, you know, we do it over and over and over again. You think doing it five times at a practice, five days a week, times four months, we get it perfect. 
well, you're dealing with 150 girls and you're dealing with all these different things going on. And so that's why we did it over and over and over again. And in business and in life, you've got to make the decision what you want and then repeat practice and practice and practice and practice and practice and practice. And then it will become like second nature and you could do it with your eyes closed. And that's what this part is. You can't just make a decision today about being a sexy boss and then forget about it tomorrow. You have to make the choice over and over and over again and say, I'm going to choose and create a new life. I'm choosing to create my, my own destiny. I'm ownership of my own life and surround yourself with people that will, will be there for you. This is one of my last questions. And it's, um, I think it's awesome to have all of that support and to get the business strategy. But here's one of the things that I notice when I go to like a women's networking group. And this is really horrible of me to say. <laughs> but I kind of have a judgment that a lot of women, because for some reason they didn't get all that business training, but they want to be in business, their business that they come up with that they want to do is never going to fly. It's like, seriously, that's like a total girl thing. That's not a real business. And, you know, you'll go around a room in a business networking of like small business entrepreneurial women and think to yourself, how are these chicks going to make any money with this? What are you going to do to prevent people <laughs> from thinking up a business that ain't going to fly? Like somebody needs to tell you <laughs> your business idea is a stupid one. It's like that's what? not going to happen in the world. Now, I've never been one to want to burst anyone's bubble, but there are like a whole world of bubbles out there of bad business ideas and women slaving away at them thinking they're entrepreneurs and they're, they're not going to get ahead. What do you do with, about that? That's a great question. And honestly, if someone's listening to this and they don't want someone to tell them the truth, they need to get off the phone. Be, you know, just stop right now. Just get away from my site all, all together because I'm very to the point and blunt around this kind of topic. I've told women, I've, I remember I had this conversation a few months ago with a woman I said, I go, bottom line, I got that you want to save the world. This is not going to make money. You're welcome to spend five grand on a website. Guess what? Congratulations. It's not going to, it's not going to go. It's not that I'm saying that your idea is horrible. You just, you need to go back to the drawing table and really look at well, how are you going to monetize that advertisers? Okay. That's not going to work. Do you understand, do you understand the capacity, what you're trying to create? So it's more like, I'd like to teach, okay, take an idea. How do you leverage? How do you leverage opportunities are already there, like Amazon. Like I'm right now going to be leveraging Amazon. I'm not going to go create a new Amazon. I'm going to leverage Amazon, right? I'm going to leverage iTunes. I'm going to leverage the things that are already there. That's what men do. Men don't create their own plan. They leverage what's already there. They go into situations and they leverage and they learn what are other businesses doing? How can I do that or make that better? And women just have to think that way. And, you know, personally, I've been a you know, personal coach and business coach for a long time. And, you know, uh, most of my clients at the end of the day love me, but during the day, they probably want to kill me. And they've told me otherwise, like I was really mad at you because you basically told me that my idea stunk. It's not the idea stunk. It's that the thinking about the concept and going to the end of how are you going to make the money around it is the piece that was just not clear. And the more we drill down, the more we drill down, the more we drill down, then they got something. They left with a blueprint that said, oh, this is a business and now I have to implement it. 
So yeah, that again, like I said, I've been to other quote unquote women networking events. I haven't had great experiences at it. That's probably why I'm, cre- well, that's, I know that's why, why I'm creating Sexy Boss because I feel there's a huge gap in the marketplace and women are not being taught the real game in business on how to create a real business, not a solo entrepreneur business, a real business, a business that you actually have a real company at, a real business like a real company. I mean, that sounds so basic, but a lot of women don't have their own company or an LLC or a corpse. They don't even have the basics of that because they weren't taught that. They just thought, oh, well, I didn't know I needed that. So what I say to women who are listening, who want to buy my book, go to sexybossinc.com. But more importantly, only go if you're willing to take the pledge and not be sissy or whiny about it. I don't want sissies. I don't want whinies. I just don't do well here at Sexy Boss Inc. And if you want to make a huge transformation in your life, then come hang out and let's go to the next level. Heather Ann Havenwood, CEO of Havenwood Worldwide LLC and Chief Sexy Boss. You are doing an amazing job creating a platform that is reality-based and uses the latest in technology and business strategy. And I just really want to thank you for allowing me the honor of talking to you more about Sexy Boss Inc. today. Thank you, Susan. Thank you for your time. And of course, your amazing, sexy boss energy. I appreciate you very much. (laughs) All right. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed getting to know Heather and the woman behind the Sexy Boss Inc. brand. And uh, I encourage you to go download the manifesto today at sexybossinc.com. Make it a great day. And thanks so much for staying with us to the end. I can tell you have the desire. So now go act on it. You have been listening to Sexy Boss Interviews with Heather Havenwood, Chief Sexy Boss. Go to www.sexybossinc.com for more information and education to empower you to be a smart, sexy, and rich sexy boss.